0: Welcome back to Zen Bytes. I'm your host, Shane. And today we have a very special guest, Mark Carpenter. Now Mark is going to guide us through mastering the art of storytelling. He's an author, speaker, and the owner of Mindset Strategic Leadership. So let's welcome Mark to the show
1: welcome to zen bites where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a cx focused zen lifestyle business
0: so welcome to zen bites mark
1: thank you so much shane it's a pleasure for me to be here with you
0: great all right let's start by i want to tell us about your your journey in the ex- and your experience in the world of storytelling and in this and its application to meetings and presentations.
1: Wow, how long do we have? Uh, <laughs> th- th- that could be a super long story when you open that gate. I'll I'll, I'll give you the the very very edited version of it. Um, I started my career in corporate marketing and public relations. Uh, worked ten years with a bank, ten years with some software companies, where I was presenting the message of the organization to its publics. And so that's really all around telling the story. What is the story of the organization, its products and its services to its various publics, including its employees. And as I advanced in that, I helped executives to deliver their messages as well. And storytelling became a a big part of that, just kind of as part of what I did. I transitioned to a career in facilitation and training after that, and... Uh, that that's, for me, the way you teach. You teach through story. Storytelling is how people make sense of the world. And so I use storytelling a lot there. And then about five years ago, a good friend of mine and I decided to write this book, Master Storytelling, about turning your everyday experiences into stories to teach, lead, sell, and inspire. And so we help leaders uh, of various types of organizations, from sales to content delivery to executives, small businesses to really more effectively deliver their messages by turning their everyday experiences into impactful stories.
0: Nice, very nice. And it sounds like the more, you know, your story would be more authentic than just telling a general, you know?
1: Yeah, and and that's one of the pushbacks I get sometimes from people is, well, I don't have an interesting enough life. Uh, There's not, I, I haven't walked on the moon. I haven't done these spectacular things. Uh, so why is my story important? But it's those everyday stories, it's those everyday experiences that we have that are impactful because that's what everybody else is living too. Right. We we love stories because we live stories. That's that's what our life is, it's just a collection of these little experiences that are the stories and the things that we learn from and the things that we grow from. And so, yeah, your own story is more relatable. Uh, the other thing I, when I talk to people who are speaking from the stage particularly, and they say, I get nervous that I'll stand up and I'll forget what it is that I'm delivering. I say, well, this is a great advantage of telling your own story because you know that story because you lived that story. So you don't have to force yourself to remember a lot of things because it's already embedded into your memory. So storytelling can be a great way as you deliver, not only to connect to people, but to help yourself relax a little bit in that delivery and in that presentation.
0: Sure, sure. And I think you touched upon some of it, but what are some other um, common challenges that professionals face when they're trying to incorporate storytelling into their presentations?
1: I think one of the big ones is just making the distinction between sharing an experience and telling a story. Because we, we share experiences all the time. You get with friends after work, or you go home, you sit down, you talk to your family, and they say, hey, what happened today? And you share an experience of what happened during that day. That's different than actually crafting that experience into a story that has a lesson to learn. And so it's the intentionality behind how am I going to turn this into something that really has the impact that I want it to have? Uh, That intention, that focus on what's my purpose in telling this story will help guide you in what are the elements that I leave out versus what are the elements that I bring in? What are the elements that I emphasize? Versus those that maybe I, I de-emphasize. What are the questions that I might ask along the way to help engage people with this experience in this story? And so it's I think the first big thing is that intentionality. What is your purpose in sharing that experience? What's the intent that you have at the end of that? What lesson do you want to teach? What action do you want to drive? What um, What behavior do you want to change based on that story? And so having that intention in it, I think is is the first thing you need to do to make an effective story.
0: Well, great. Great. And yes, yeah, speaking of intention, what are some other storytelling techniques or frameworks that you'd recommend?
1: Yeah. And yeah, the, the classic framework is Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, which is like 18 steps or something like that. And we, when we teach storytelling, we're talking about stories that you're going to tell in two and a half to three and a half minutes. So it's hard to put 18 steps into that. So we, we've really broken it down into three major chunks. There's an introduction, a conflict and a change. And so in the introduction, you're setting the stage as to, as to what happened, what's going on in that story uh, so that people can relate to it because they've been in that situation too. Um, I'll 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 try to walk through an, an example as I as I give these three phases. I recently came back from a business trip where my luggage got lost. Okay, so I showed up, my luggage didn't show up. Fortunately, I was dressed well enough that the next day I could still show up and look presentable in in front of my my audience. But the one thing that was in my bag that I really needed was the power cord for my computer. Ooh. And I thought, okay, I've got enough battery power on my laptop. I think I can last for a while. I think I'll be okay. And I was okay till lunchtime, but my luggage still hadn't gotten there. Okay. So there's kind of the current stage and what challenge that I'm facing. It also kind of bled into that second stage, which is the conflict. So you see some conflict arising there. Of I've got to do this day long presentation, but I'm running out of battery power on my computer. And so... I've got this conflict moment there. Now the good news is in this situation we had a, a long lunch. we had about a two hour lunch and so I was able to identify a, a computer store that I could get to, got a lift, got to the computer store, got a bat a, a, a power cord, got back and got charged up again in time for the for the meeting to start. And I was able to just take a deep breath and everything went fine and it and it, and it didn't and it didn't go bad. And so that leads to that third place, which is the change. So what do we learn from that? What's, what's our lesson learned at the end of that? So there's a third stage in that. And the lesson that I take away from that is that there's always a way. Don't, don't panic. Uh, I remember some great advice that I got from a college professor once. He said, when bad things happen, hurry, but don't panic. And so I always try to apply that in those situations. It's like, okay, I need to move fast here. But if I panic, things are going to go worse rather than better. So what are the steps that I need to take? And you just figure out the steps along the way. Now, so I hope that illustrated the intro, the conflict, the change. There's those three sections along the way of the story that when you organize your thoughts that way, it helps drive you to that intent. What's that lesson that you're getting to at the end? Uh, Another thing that I find really interesting in that is I shared that experience with somebody a couple of weeks ago. And when I got to the lesson, they said, oh, wow, I was listening to your story and I had a completely different lesson around that. And I was like great what is it she says my lesson is bad things happen just prepare for it just acknowledge that bad things are going to happen and be okay with that and your life's going to be a little bit easier and and I and I loved that point because you can you can make various different lessons out of the same story you just want to be clear about what is the lesson you're trying to teach in that moment for the audience that you're trying to teach it to so that three-part structure the inflow intro, conflict and change actually helps me to just organize my thoughts. And we find it's really helpful for people to, to structure their stories.
0: Thanks. And tell me, how can professionals strike a balance between telling their personal stories and maintaining a professional tone?
1: Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing there is to remember that the story is not so much about you. Uh, I, I think a lot of times, particularly entrepreneurs, they, they get into, well, I got to tell my story, which is which is important. They do need to kind of tell their origin story and things. But remember who the story is about. It's not about you. It's about the lesson and it's about the people that you're talking to. And I think that that's what keeps that balance in there. Um, sometimes when I talk to sales professionals, they say, well, you can't expect me to just sit and tell stories to people. I have to give features and benefits. And I said, yeah, sure, you do. But you want to balance that out with the story because the story gives the why. So you're absolutely still going to give the what. You're still going to give information to people. But storytelling helps people understand the why and what the changes that you want people to go through, what the that transition process or the actions that you want them to take based on the information that you're sharing with them. So we like to say that storytelling is how we make sense of the world. And that's just because that's how the human brain works. So it's not about being less professional. It's actually about being more professional because we're connecting with people. If we don't connect as people, we're just connecting as positions. And that actually pulls us apart more than draws us together.
0: So tell us, how can um, storytelling be used to engage and connect with diverse audiences, each with their own background and interests?
1: Yeah, I love that question because you can turn this the other way as well and ask people to tell their stories. You know, what, what's, what's your story? What's your background? Here's my perspective on this. How would that be different based on your background and, and your experience? And again, as we're, as we're connecting with people as people, uh, that's a great way to do it is to help understand their story. Sometimes we ask them, well, tell us about your background and what you get is you get their bio. Um, But if you can say, well, tell me about a a challenge that you overcome, that you overcame, that helped you get to where you are today. All of a sudden, you hear something a little bit different from them, and you start to be able to connect with those people. And I think that that opens us up to the various different backgrounds of of people. We we have such a great, wonderful world, and we have great ways to connect with people all over the world now. So why not learn from those backgrounds and those connections, and invite them to tell their stories as well.
0: And are there any memorable um, experiences or lessons from your own career where storytelling played a pivotal role in achieving a particular business objective?
1: Oh, there are so many. There, there's there's so many examples. I'll I'll, I'll go to one that that stands out to me. Um, I was working with a large financial institution. And I was taking them through a, a, a kind of leadership retreat, and part of the purpose of this leadership retreat for their top, I think it was sixty people that uh, that worked in the organization, was that they didn't feel like they were working well together. They worked in in kind of individual silos, and everybody was trying to achieve the the organization's goals, but they were a little disjointed with it, and and so it it created all these these silos. Well, I started talking to them about using storytelling as a way to connect people to values and to the goals of the organization, I was getting some pretty skeptical looks uh, from people. And it was one of those moments, I still remember during a break, I I texted my co-author, Daryl Harmon, and I said, Daryl, I'm not sure this is working with this group. I'm not sure they're buying into it. But we came back from the break and I got into the, the activity that I wanted them to do. And I asked them to get into their functional groups and identify an experience that showed how they were supporting one of the top line organizational goals, and then craft it into a story and have have a person stand up and, and deliver that story. So I gave them this structure that we just talked about, gave them some details around that, and they jumped into it. I was pleased to see that they actually got into it. Well, then they started standing and delivering their stories, and people from other parts of the organization said, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were working on that. I had no idea that you, that's what you were doing. We should collaborate more on these things because that's similar to what we're trying to do. There were people who actually had tears in their eyes in some of the things that they were talking about with the efforts that their people were putting forward to achieve the, the organization's goals. And when we got to the end of that, I asked them, what did you take away from this? And the first response I got was, well, I want to do it again. I, I want, I, we have some more stories we'd like to tell. And so we actually did a second round of it But the greatest response I got when I said, what did you learn from that? Was the person who said, I learned that stories are infinitely more engaging than data. And this this changed this leadership in this organization in how they worked together and how they started their meetings. I I heard back from the, the organizer at this conference that they had a couple of leaders who started all their meetings with, let me tell you the story about why we're here today and what we're trying to accomplish. And they would just lead in with the story and they found that people were working together across the organizational lines because they heard and understood each other's stories better. And so there's that strength in, in building us together as teams, not just as positions, but as people.
0: Nice, nice. So <laughs> speaking of lasting impressions, <laughs> what tips can you offer for crafting a compelling opening or closing story that will leave a lasting impression on an audience?
1: Yeah, one of the great ways to, to do that is to, to understand what's going on in the brains of the listeners uh, that you're talking to. And there's some great brain research around this that when you, when you introduce relatable characters, people get an increase in oxytocin and so they start connecting with you. When you introduce that conflict, there's an increase in cortisol where they want to pay attention. And then when you come to a good resolution, there's an, a, an increase in the neurotransmitter dopamine where they feel a sense of satisfaction. So think about if you really want to hook somebody at the beginning of a, of a presentation, think about tapping into some of that brain chemistry. And particularly maybe tapping into the cortisol up front. Usually, we recommend you tap into the oxytocin up front because that's the relatability piece. And that's the, uh, you know, who are you, where where are you from? Uh, just as Shane and I were talking before we we got on, we said, where do you live? And we found out we just lived kind of down the road from each other, a few hundred miles, but uh, <laughs> we're, 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 in the, we're in the same part of the country. Instantly, that makes a little relatability. But think about this. Uh, let's say that I, I, I go back to that story that I shared about losing my luggage. If I really want to hook the audience, I might stand up and say, two weeks ago, I stood in front of a, of a group with no power on my computer and had to present the entire day. All of a sudden, people are going, wait, what? What? So you got to tell me the end of this. Leave people with an opening that they want to know what happened. Uh, Somebody else I was talking to, I remember one time said, he starts the story sometimes with, I had no idea I was going to spend Wednesday in the hospital. And all Uh of a sudden, people are like, whoa, wait. Why are you in the hospital? And I mean, he's standing there in front of him. So obviously they know that he didn't die or anything like that. Okay. But all of a sudden it sparks that curiosity. The human brain is constantly asking why. Why is this happening? Why is this going on? And so if you can give people an open loop on that why, they're going to start paying attention. They're, they're going to lean into that a little bit. Now, here's the other big tip on that. Don't make it a false loop. In other words, don't don't come back later and say, ah, I really didn't go to the hospital because you're gonna lose your credibility with your audience in that situation. So authenticity is extremely important in that as well. Don't use it as a tool for manipulation. Use it as a tool for connection.
0: So start with a cliffhanger.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes that is a great way to, to, to lead into a into a speech. I mean you think about how some of the great movies do that. Yeah, Uh, they'll in fact, very often, uh, especially action and adventure movies, you'll see them. They jump you into the middle of the action. And then all of a sudden they cut away from that before it resolves and say six months earlier. And then you go back and get all the lead into that moment. But they put that in there because that's the hook that makes my brain go, what's going to happen? And then I want to stay engaged. I want to be there.
0: Wow, nice, very nice. Kind of follow the structure of a of a well crafted movie. Yep,
1: yep. But you want to do it simply because you know you, you don't have two hours to to to
0: get <laughs> yeah to, you know,
1: for all the cinematic special effects that, that might go along with it. So just engage, engage people. I'll tell you another great way to to really get in, in engage people's minds, and we have a whole chapter on this in the book is to ask good questions. Because when you ask someone a question, their brain wants to answer it. Uh, one of the speeches that I give, I start by saying, think of your most memorable leaders. Not global leaders, not you know great leaders of the world. But I want you to think about the leaders that you have personally had that you remember the most, for good or for bad. Well, all of a sudden, you're thinking, in fact, I can, I can see on your face right now, Shane, you're thinking of that you're thinking of who are those people and what was it that made them memorable? Because our brains want to close that loop. And so creating those little open loops for people is a great way to to bring them in and engage them early on in a presentation.
0: Nice, nice. So as technology evolves and virtual meetings become more and more common, how can storytelling be adapted uh, to ensure that it remains an effective means of digital communications.
1: Yeah. And that's the great thing about storytelling is that the principles apply basically every way that you that you use them, uh, whether we're talking to people in person or when you're writing a book, um, you, you read great business books and they will typically lead a chapter with the start of a story that they'll leave an open loop for you on. And then they'll teach the principle and then they'll come back and close the loop at the end of the chapter. And it, it's that same process of making the personal connection. And so you can use it in print, you can use it in digital, you can use it in short form video uh, on, on our social medias. Uh, there, there's, uh, the principles really apply across the board because we're talking about we're talking about humanity. We're talking about this is how we connect as human beings. And so whatever form we get it in, our brains still want to make those connections through story.
0: Nice, nice. Great. Mark, it's been great speaking with you. And before we leave, uh, let us know where we can find you online.
1: Thank you. Uh, our website is master-storytelling.com. So you have to have that little dash between master and storytelling. So you can, you can find us there. We have some free resources that are online there, including something we call the Story Catcher. This is just a little document to help guide your thinking around which of my everyday experiences could be impactful stories and how could I craft those with good intentionality like we talked about earlier. So master-storytelling.com. I'd love to have you visit us there. You can you can drop me a message there. You can also find me on LinkedIn. So look for Mark Carpenter on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. So that's a way to narrow it down and also look for Master storytelling uh, next to my picture because that'll that that'll guide you to to, to you, you've got the right Mark Carpenter. Nice. I would love to connect with people. I try to get some stories out uh, pretty regularly on LinkedIn just to give people examples of what I'm talking about and and what that uh, how, how that works. We have a, a workshop that we take people through to help them craft their own stories, and would love to to work with people in that capacity as well to help you to strengthen your ability to really connect with your audiences and that's what we look at as we as we teach master storytelling
0: great thank you so much for all those value bombs
1: (laughs) It's such a pleasure to talk to you yes
0: thank you for joining us today
1: thanks for listening to zen bites where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity empowering you to create a cx focused zen lifestyle business